Hello and welcome to the weekly sermon podcast of AZ Vineyard Church. This week, John talks about fathers. Go get a notebook, grab a Bible, and expect to have an encounter with God today. Happy Father's Day to all you fathers out there. And uh, why don't all, all, our, all our men stand? Because God has placed in the heart of His men, hearts of the Father, whether you've had children yet or not. I'm going to, here in a minute, I want to talk about having a heart of a Father. And But first I want to acknowledge that you're you, all, all you guys that are here, all you guys that are watching online, you're men that God has made in His image and has amazing things for your life if you'll just step up and say yes. Some of you God has used in powerful ways. Some of you, uh, uh, maybe your, your mind is just so focused on, on your failings perhaps or on other things. I, I want to let you know, God's not restricted to our limitations. Men, God wants to raise up an army of men. Now you ladies, I'll get to you on another day, okay? Your turn's coming on another day. God wants to raise up an army of men that are going to change the world. We're going to talk a little bit about that. Yeah, everybody hold a hand out to these guys. We're going to pray for you some more men later. But I want to start this way. Father, in Jesus' name, increase Your anointing. Increase the work of Your Holy Spirit in each and every one of these men. No matter what their age, young or old. Father, in Jesus' name, reveal Yourself to them. Reveal Your plan to them. Lord, reveal Your heart to them. Show them all over again that you have wiped away their sin. And Lord, I bless these men that are here, who are watching. I bless them in Jesus' name. To be world shakers. Society changers. Or men who the very love of God drips out of onto the world around. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Yeah, let's give the Lord and these, these men a hand. I want, to, uh, I, I want to just start with a testimony myself and thank all of you along with, I thought that was great, Beth, what you shared just now. Thank all of, I, I want to thank all of you that pray. Because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you something. This has not been an easy season for me. Um, it's... You know, it's been a tough time with the whole COVID thing, trying to pastor a church where, you know, for a while there we couldn't even meet, right? You know, and and I know so many of us were missing gathering and, and now we can again. And uh, I just want to thank everybody that's here. That, you know, God's moving. And was, wasn't that a wonderful time of worship? I mean, when we gather and worship God, when we gather and, and just praise His name together, 
the presence of God moves in such a distinct and powerful way. It's wonderful. And um, it's good. I'm glad for those that are watching at home and I'm glad for those that are here. I'm glad for those that pray though. Because I'm going to tell you in this season, it's been tough. A number of weeks ago, about a month ago, my grandson, 16 years old, was in a, a terrible accident and had a severe head trauma with a brain bleed. And um, it was scary. I'm going to tell you right now, it was scary. And people all over this family started praying for my grandson, Christopher. And I, I picked him up uh, yesterday and, and drove him over his dad's house. And I want you to know, today he is, is well on his way to recovery. He's getting his strength. Thank you, Lord. And so Jesus said this, my house shall be called a house of prayer. How many of you know you're his house? We together are the house of the Lord. We're the temple and we are to be a people who pray. And when we pray, God takes action. And when God takes action, what's going to stop him? Eh? So we continue, no matter what our circumstances are, we continue to pray. So thank you for praying for uh, people. You know, prayer requests are going out on our prayer chain. God's changing lives, healing people and doing miracles right right to this very day yeah um anybody interested in end time prophecy yeah so that seems to be you know over the years there's waves of it that come along and all of a sudden people are incredibly fascinated with end times prophecies and you might ask me Pastor John, what has that got to do with Father's Day? Well, it's funny you ask. I have an answer. I want you, I want you to turn if you've got a Bible to Malachi, or sometimes I like to say it Malachi. It just is fun to say it that way. Turn to the book of Malachi, the last book of the Old Testament, the last chapter, chapter four, and the last two verses. So this is it. For the Old Testament, the last two verses. And I want to I want to read those to you. And uh, oh, here, I'll just read them off there. So the prophet is speaking the word of God and he says this. The Lord is saying, see, I will send you the prophet Elijah. I will send the prophet Elijah to you before that great and dreadful day of of the Lord comes. Stop on that thought. Okay. Let's talk about the return of Jesus Christ just that much. For some who have faith in Jesus Christ, that's going to be the best thing ever. To see him, to know him in person because he's still physical. You do understand that. That when the Lord Jesus was born, that God changed Himself forever. <laughs> that the Word became flesh. He is, he is literally flesh forever. And, and the Lord is saying before that great day, well, it's great for those with faith, 
and the terror, but it also says it's a dreadful, a terrible day. For those that don't know him, it's going to be a very horrifying thing to realize the mistake they've made. See, the Lord's going to come back and put an end to all this craziness. That's what he, he's going to put an end to death once and for all. He's going to put an, an end to disease. Anybody down for that? Yeah. He's going to put it. He's going to put an end. How about the, this to sorrow and grief and pain? His goodwill for humanity is not actually happening right now. So don't blame God for what's going on in the world today. You know, the whole idea is some terrible disaster happens and they call it an act of God. You know, it's like, really? You know, that's not how it works. The day is coming when Jesus returns, but He's saying in the prophecy He's going to send the prophet Elijah before that day. And he's, let's go to the next verse. Let's see what he's going to do. He will turn the hearts of the parents to their children and the hearts of the children to their parents, or else I will come and strike the land with total destruction. The, the verse literally says, I will turn the hearts of the fathers to the sons and the sons to the fathers. This is in the NIV. It, it words it this way. And so girls, ladies, I, it applies to all of us. But there's an issue here that I want to bring up. People want to talk about end times prophecy. Well, let's talk about what he, the Lord wants to do before He comes back. He wants to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children before He comes. Why? Because He wants the children's hearts to be His also. The Lord is calling out men to be men in this time, not just merely men that can procreate with a woman. Any fool can do that. Oh, did that pastor say that? Any fool can do that. But where's the fathers that want to stand up and be a dad to somebody else? You know, we live in a generation that even the world is starting to call a fatherless generation. Listen, I watched a video of, of our uh, nation's president, and I pray you, whether you agree with him or not, that you pray for him and for our leaders regularly. And in his, this talk he gave, he had a number of different people speak. And I forget the gentleman's name. This happened early last, not last week, week before. And um, this this man was ministers in prisons and he was he was making these statements and he says let's talk about the real issue why our nation is so divided and in so much trouble and he said the real issue and the problem of our nation is fatherlessness that we live in a nation where kids are growing up with no father in the house and the devastation and the, and the difficulty it's bringing because there's no father to take that role. And gentlemen, before you're, some, many of us are, are husbands with kids and we're in the homes, and I invite you to entertain with me 
for a moment the heart of an intercessor that arises and says, this is my nation and I've been part of the problem. I'm guilty along with my nation and I'm going to stand up and say, Lord, forgive us. I I want us to arise along with Isaiah and say, Lord, here am I, send me. Are there any men in here? Thank you. Any men in here that want to be a, a real man of God? Anybody that wants to merely be, that, that wants to be more than merely some dude that got saved? I'm glad if you're saved. I am. But I, I have a higher hope for your life, gentlemen, that you will arise and be a father. Father in a fatherless generation. A man who stands up and loves and cares. You know, see, because fathers do certain things. A real father does something. I'm going to brag on my dad. He didn't, I shouldn't have warned you ahead of time, dad. I'm going to brag on my dad. I get, let me tell you something. A father wants better for his kids. Doesn't he? You know, and the truth is my mom and dad got married super young and my father's family was from migrant farm workers and settled here because there was a big camp that just down right down the street here where Sam's Club and Walmart or Home Depot are. That was all a big uh, a migrant farm worker camp that my family used to live in at times. And I'm going to tell you something. When my mom and dad got married, they had little to nothing. And, and, and when I was growing up, they had bought this house that was the siding on it. I could take you to the house right now. It's not far from here. The siding on it was the old school plywood. Some of you, some of you old, older guys remember this. And if, if it got wet, it'd start peeling apart. The siding on the house was that kind of plywood and it was peeling apart. And we had to mow the grass in the house because the grass grew right through the wall. Dead or bomb, I don't know who did it, planted a vine on the wall, and it was a fight to keep that vine from coming right. It, can't, it would come in through all the cracks. Now, I'm thankful for the, how, the roof I had over my We didn't know we were poor. You know, my father worked in a, a, a cooler factory that made um, uh, uh, evaporative coolers. And so what he did was he would come home, and many of you don't even know what an evaporative cooler is, right? When I was a kid, no one had AC in their house. That's the truth. No one did. We had these evaporative coolers that were just like, you know, had these pads on the side and water running over them, and a blower would draw the air across and blow it into your house, and during monsoon, they didn't work. But other than monsoon, they worked really good. But they put these pads inside this green paper and my dad would bring a bunch of this green paper home and he'd make kites out of it. I would think, oh man, we're lit. It, we had so much fun with those kites my dad would make. Probably didn't have much money for anything else, but we had fun with them kites. And before I, by the time I moved out of the house, my dad had turned that house and, 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 and fixed it and repaired it. And it was, it was really a cute little house. He put this fence around the back and made a garden and that wasn't even the same place. See, 
and, and my dad got another job. He became a machinist. And and he slowly over time he he was able to do more and more and more for our family and have a little money and 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 take us places. I got to go to Disneyland. I bet you I haven't been to Disneyland in probably 20 years, and I'll bet you I've been to Disneyland more than any of you. We used to go every single summer. Every single summer. And and I, I knew Disneyland so good, I, I actually got bored with it. That's bad, huh? But we got to do all kinds of stuff because my dad improved and improved. He got better and he provided. See, good dads want better for their family, don't they? They want better for their kids than they had. A good dad goes out and and does provide. But I'm telling you, a good dad wants their ceiling as far as they can get to be the floor their kids start on, don't they? The heart of a father is to lift their kids up as far as they can lift them up. So that they'll start in a higher position and be able to go farther. A good father, actually, listen to me on this. Too many people, I'm going to include you ladies on this one, are really, really good at pointing out what's wrong with a kid and really lousy at pointing out who they are and their potential and their calling. You know, I heard a saying once years ago, Gentlemen, listen to me. For every one criticism you give someone, you better give five positive things or you're just going to beat them down. Did you hear what I said? Any fool can point out what's wrong. But where's the man of God who can look beyond the now and see the potential of, of, of someone? Listen to these stats. 71% of high school dropouts had no father in the home. Five peop, Young people are five times more likely to have run-ins with the law and or end up in prison when there's no father in the home. Young people, as they grow up, are four times more likely, listen to this, they're four times more likely to live in poverty when there's no father in the home. Gentlemen, we have a profound effect on this world and this society, starting with our family. But we as men of God have more more, I believe we have more responsibility than that. I believe that the work of the Holy Spirit in the right here, right now. You know, I I haven't seen the, the prophet Elijah yet. But the goal that the prophet Elijah has is the same nonetheless, whether he's shown up yet or not. If you want to talk about Jesus coming back soon, gentlemen, let's stand up and be fathers in this society. In this society. In this world. Do any one of us can look around? Let, let me tell you something. 
I love my mom and my mom had a lot of wisdom. I love my grandma with all my heart. My grandma farmer was an amazing woman of God. But I'm telling you, when a man looks looks a young man or a boy in the eye and gives him some genuine wisdom and genuine love and concern, when you look him in the eye and you tell him, you got better in you, boy. You got better in you. There's more to you than you see yet. Yeah. I'm not joking. There's more to you than you see. You can take that as a prophecy right there. There's more to you, men, than you see for yourself. There's more. And if you'll start giving away to some young man or to some young person in need, someone who needs some wisdom, and and, and if we as men of God who've chosen a life of faith will quit living selfish, self-centered lives and begin to look around and what can I give to this person in need? You know what? The one who needs it the most is probably the kid who's the biggest mess right now. Oh man, I just want to stay away from that kid. Well, why don't you do exactly the opposite? Why don't you speak something wise, something from God's heart into their lives? Because you know what? The one that's acting up the worst is probably the one that God, if God ever gets a hold of him, will do the most damage to the domain of darkness. Gentlemen, we can change the world if we'll just step up and be fathers, firstly to our own children, and secondly, take some ownership in this world around us. That's why I started off by, by saying we need to have a heart of an intercessor and own the problem of our nation. Own it ourselves. Be responsible in the kingdom of God, which is a vastly higher calling than being merely an American. Here in this house. Here in this house. In this part of God's family. I I just want to tell you right now, There's some people in this house that I am so very proud of. Some men that I'm I'm just going to tell you right straight out. One of my heroes in this house is Martin Scheutzo. And I'm going to I am not going to back down and tell you I love that man. And I regard that man in absolute highest regard because he sows into children's lives, young men and women's lives. And, and, And thank you. You know, I can see a number of you that are involved in, in our Royal Rangers outfit. Listen, guys, this, that's not just, that's not a club, our Royal Rangers outpost. It is a ministry to, and it's changing people's lives. I am, I am touched and moved by any man that will step up and say yes and serve in children's ministry. And so their lives. But I'm going to tell you right now, gentlemen. I, I'm just not going to pull a punch right now. I'm I'm not happy with how few men do it. I'm not happy. The day's going to come when we're going to be able to fire our children's ministry back up and and our youth ministry. 
And I, I would to God that somebody in here has the nerve to step up and say, I'll do it. I'll be that guy. I'll be that father. Do it here in this house and let's start doing it out in the neighborhood. Out on the street. My heart breaks because of some of the young men that, that has come into this house that were fatherless and their lives were a wreck. And, you, and, and I, I've done all I know how to do to sow into their lives and they just go back to the mess. My heart breaks for them. And my hope is when I just said that, someone came to your mind. And if nobody came to your mind, I want to know why. Is it because we didn't notice and we didn't care? Yeah, I did just say that. Men, we can do it. We can make a difference. I'm going to end with this thought. We're talking about revival. And I believe with all my heart, revival is upon us. I'm seeing the signs of it everywhere. I'm not here just to be a hard guy on you today. I'm here to say there's a bunch of people all around us that deeply need a father. Someone wise and loving. Someone that will pipe up and say so. Not, not meanly. You know, uh, I've had some fathers in the faith that, that have spoken into my life. I think of a, a, a dear, dear man. Uh, many of you know Pastor Lee that attends our church. It was his father-in-law. His name was Clark McAllister. And I'm just so very thankful for Clark McAllister and all that he spoke into my life. I'm thankful for a man named Jim Pothast when my life was falling apart and, and he took me under his wing and, and, and spoke wisdom into my life and he was patient with me when I honestly was pretty well just a fool. I was destroying my marriage. And thought I was right. (laughs) Gentlemen, you can be very right and be very unrighteous. Your being right can be used as a sledgehammer to bludgeon others around you. Yeah, just go ahead and keep being right. See how that works for you. But if you want to be a man of God, be righteous first and then we'll deal with right. Get righteous first. You know what that means? You love someone first. That means you're laying down your life for them first. That means... I don't... I don't care how right you are. I don't honestly care until you show me how much you love someone. Whoa, it got quiet in here. I want us to arise and do something amazing. I want us to arise and be men of God that sow ourselves into our own families and into someone else's family where there's a a kid or a young man. Some of you older men, there's guys 30 and 40 years old in this place that need a father to come alongside them and say, you know what, boy? 
you got some work to do. Let's talk about it. Let's 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 do it together. You know what? I have I my idea of what a man is has changed radically since I've become older. I I realize that not pretty well not one sane thought went through my head till somewhere around 27. I see a lot of older guys nodding their heads going, yeah. Some of you younger younger guys are like, what's he talking about? <laughs> Jim says, you'll see. You know, guys, I'm pretty sure I'm not over needing a father. My dad's here and I'm so grateful for my dad and his wisdom in my life. I'm not, I'm not over. I'm not there yet. I'm 62 years old. And I know I still need fathering myself. Guys, let's be more than church attenders. Yeah, let's love, let's love each other enough to be able to speak some wisdom and truth into one another's life. But here's the kicker. Here's the problem. So few, so few people are willing to be that father that says something into someone's life. And I think one of the one of the big reasons why is we we're so self-focused. We're focused on our own shortcomings. We're focused on oh I, well I don't want to offend anybody. You know well you know what if you love them and you speak wisdom into their life, even if you need to tell them they're doing something wrong, you know. Okay, I'll end with this example. I was such a moron. Is that okay to say here? When I was younger, I would actually say harsh words to my wife and my my son in public, and I did it at church. And I had, yeah, yeah, buddy, yeah. I had a couple of the older guys pulling me aside. It's like, what'd you say? What what did you? What was that? I just heard you say to your wife. Well, I just said this. Yeah, you just said something stupid. Now you know. Let's let's talk about that. Why did you know? And actually spoke into my life. And I'm going to tell you, younger men, you listen to me. If some of these older men come up and, and, and confront you on some of this stuff, you know, do yourself and everybody else a big favor. Listen. Who do you think you are? You know what? I don't. We need help. Can anybody say that's me? I need help. I need somebody wiser than me to lead me forward and help me. Let's all stand. I want to invite Rod uh, Nichols, our men's pastor, to come up and pray over us. Ladies, if you're near a, a man that's a man in your life, lay a hand on him. And, and, if, and maybe with the other hand, hold it out to some other guy. But uh, I want to ask before we pray, men, have I made sense? Did, do you feel like you understand what I said? I'm going to end with this challenge before Rod prays. I want, to, I want to challenge you to pray and ask God who you can be a dad to, who you can be a father to. And then I want you to pray for those people, whether they're, they're children still or maybe a little older. I want you to pray for them and ask God for that person that you could see the good in their life and the calling in their life and that you go speak that 
Our society needs men to speak up with the wisdom of God. It's enough of shrinking back. We need, if you've got something from God, have confidence in Him and, and speak it over someone's life. All right? Rod, go ahead and pray. Father God, I thank you that in the beginning, you made a man. And you made that man in your image. And I thank you for the men here at AZV because we are still made in your image. Yeah. And I pray, Lord, for every man here that this message that Pastor John just passed on will take root and that we will be men of God, that we will step up into the role that you've placed us in to be leaders, to be the one who is in the word, studying the word and and speaking the word to our children, that we are the one who steps up and fights the spiritual battles for our families, for our community, for our church, for our nation, that we will stand up as men of God and pray for our nation and pray for our president and pray for the leaders all throughout our nation, that we will step up and be men of God at work, that when yeah. when things are not right, things are not things are being said that are not correct, things that are being done that are not correct, that we will step up and be men of God in those situations and not just let things slide or not just fall in with the crowd, that we will stand out. I pray, Lord, that you would bless these men to go out and be leaders, leaders who serve, leaders who serve the way you did, Jesus. You said that if you want to be the greatest in the kingdom, you need to be the lowest of servants. And I pray that these men will set aside their egos, set aside their pride, and step into the role of a servant in their families, in their their workplace, here at the church, and everywhere that they go, that they will have a servant's heart. Yes. That the men of this body will become known in this community, at their workplace. They will be known as men of God. That other men will come to them and say, I know you are a man of God, Share with me some of the wisdom that you have. And so, Lord, I pray that as we walk out the door today, that every man in this body right now and everyone who is out there on the live stream will be changed forever. Yes. That they will never be the same as when they walked in or when they began watching today. And that they will go and impact lives, the lives of their children, the lives of other young children out there who need a father, who who are looking for a father, and they can step up and be a mentor, be a coach, be someone who can come into their life and show them what it looks like to have a father. Because you did that with us, Lord. Yes. You did that with us. You are our father, and we celebrate you today. In this day we call Father's Day, we celebrate you, Father God. We give you praise and honor and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 There are so many wonderful men of God in this house. And and lest you think any different, I want you guys to know 
I'm really proud of, of the men of this house and the direction we're going. We still have ways to go. Let's go it with all of our hearts. Have a happy Father's Day, everybody. We'll see you back next week. Thanks for listening to AZ Vineyard Church's podcast. We're located in Goodyear, Arizona. To learn more about our church, visit our website, azvineyard.com. That's A-Z-V-I-N-E-Y-A-R-D.com. 